0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. It's Dave
1: here. And man, if we got a show planned for you. Good evening, Vikings fans. And welcome to the Super Show. The Minnesota Vikings season Preview. I'm Dave Stefano, and I'm excited to be your host for tonight's show. We've got a lot of exciting things to talk about as we gear up for the 2023 season, just three days away. God, you gotta love it. As always, I've got a great lineup tonight, including Tyler Flornis and Justin Day. We'll be taking a look at the team's goals and expectations for the season and discussing some key players to watch out for and taking a behind-scenes look at our teams. That's just not the Vikings, but also Vikings first and skulls, Preparations for the upcoming season. And, of course, we'll be hearing from you, the fans. As we get your thoughts and predictions on the season ahead, so sit back, relax, grab your beverage, and let's get fired up to talk some Vikings football. This is our this is our
0: let's go! It's time to be the. Girl. It's time to enter God mode, man. Let's get it going. I want to be the greatest energy, is overflowing. I know I'm stoking the fire, my desire's taking over. Uh, not tired, I'm inspired, rewired. I know just what is required. My brain knows how to decide. So the message is looking brighter. Already paid up the pipe, but my game is getting much tighter. I feel my body on fire. Uh. <laughs> and here we are, and there they are.
1: We have Justin just above me, and over there, further on the viewer's left, we have Tyler the real forno Fornis. how are you gentlemen doing this fine evening
2: i got a dog on my lap i feel pretty good
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just sitting at the cool kids table with the cool kids you know so i'm ecstatic and as you said dave three days away three sleeps ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. until vikings football it's finally here.
1: I want to say hello to everybody that's joined us so far. Ryan, Dave L. Dave, you got a great name. My Wordless Opinion, Norsefius, Bob Swede, Skull for Life, and who else am I missing? Of course, the great Davey James and the doctors in the house. I want to welcome you all as we get this started. Now, guys... What did you think of the exciting extension news we were all waiting on this morning?
2: Well, let me say this about it. I I think it means two things. One, the Vikings are going to reward players that continue to grow and develop and play well here. And two, I really don't think it means anything for the safety room long term. Two years, 13 million, and that's a max value. We don't know the full structure of it yet. Doesn't necessarily mean a lot, especially when he was only making 1.1 million this year on a vet minimum deal. So 13 million across the span of three seasons averages out to about four and a third million a year at a max value. It's a bunch of fine. Um, I think with what Metellus gives you on special teams, being that stalwart veteran, and now he's going to be utilized a lot. It's like a big nickel in uh, and a rover in those big nickel packages where they're using three safeties, and he can sneak down and play in the box. Uh, I think that. He's a talented player. He's not great. And I think to me, this screams, it's a backup. It's a guy you want in a rotation, but you're not paying him starter money. And I don't think it means anything more than that at this point. Now, if scene bombs out completely and you have Metellus right there, Metellus is going to be your guy to get that starting role. They're not paying him like they're expecting him to be a starter. They're paying him like a utility jack of all trades kind of guy who can be really good in a rotation. And he's earned the money based on his performances and how much he is loved and respected by those in the locker room.
3: No, I totally agree. I mean, Harrison Smith, this may or may not be his last season. Uh, We don't know what we have yet in, in Lewisine, as you said. So it's a good move to not only lock in one of your special team aces, one of the captains of your team, particularly for the special teams. I mean, I'm just salivating over punt coverage with him and Najee Thompson just launching missiles at, 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 at the punt returner. But it's a good security blanket move. And like you said, the, the contract is a reasonable deal. We do not know yet the full details as to whether there was a signing bonus if some of the money got pushed into this year's salary cap. Because like you said, he had a $1.1 million salary cap hit prior to this deal. We'll see if that changes at all. But having said that, good security blanket. If Because the safety room is a relatively deep room, and we'll see what happens at the end of the year. Harrison Smith is still under contract, but he would have to take another pay cut like he did this year if the Vikings are going to bring him back. So I think all the way around, it was a a very, very well-constructed deal on multiple fronts by the Vikings front office. So uh, good for Josh, too, by the way. I think he was a sixth-round draft pick in 2020. Um, So this is his final year of his rookie deal or vet minimum, whichever one it was. But point being is good for him, that that hard work. I mean, you're a sixth-round pick. You're a flyer at best. You know, not all six-round picks turn into Tom Brady. You know, most of them are flyers that flame out. Good for Josh to have worked his way up and all that.
1: Technically, he got cut his first season. He came back on the practice squad and has worked his way up since, which is a great Mm -hmm. story. Absolutely Absolutely. fabulous story of, you know, of if you put in the work, you become a master of what you do, you can make it. And obviously – when Harrison Smith talked about him earlier a couple of weeks ago about how he can run the safety room, he knows how to watch film, he can tell everybody this is a game plan. We're doing this, we're doing that, we're going through that. That is a huge bonus. He may not have the skills prerequisite to be a starter in this league, but he does have it to be a special teams ace and what figures to be the. Pocket knife, the Swiss Army knife of what's going to be the Brian Flores defense, where he can come in and play that heavy nickel nickel role. And to to me, that it's a great story. I think it's fantastic. Now, I think he got a good chunk of this guaranteed. The question is, when when does it hit? Mm -hmm. But I think it's good. Now, I agree with Tyler. He's not there to replace Scene, nor is he there to replace uh, hit man when the time comes they play different styles different type positions he's mm-hmm. there and he got the extension because of his special team prowess and the fact that he can play what i think is going to be a staple for us for a while which is the heavy nickel and it's just he's he's different in that safety room versus the other safeties that are there and it's a complimentary piece. It's not a, I'm going to take your job. Now, if he had to come in in a pinch and play, oh, yeah, he's going to come in in a pinch and play, and he did a few games last year and did well. But I'm I'm happy for him. I thought this was a reasonable extension salary on him. I don't think it's going to affect Justin Jefferson whatsoever, and we're all waiting no. on that contract. But – um. I, I think it's a good it's a happy story for Vikings land to see that you know somebody that puts in the work tries so hard failed at the beginning wasn't considered to be you know much more than hey he's a sixth rounder if he makes the team that's amazing he's nothing going to be nothing more than a uh, you know special teamer and shouldn't last more than two or three years this is this is a success story so I I'm all for it I thought it was a great announcement this morning. Now we just need JJ. And
2: I think JJ is coming. But as he said earlier today, as you can see little Missy Claire in the shot, uh, one of the big things with the Justin Jefferson extension is he really has nothing to do with it. He's letting his agents handle it. And it sounds like they're just going to come to him and be like, Hey, this is the offer that we like. Give us the go ahead. Boom. Or they already have those parameters worked out where There are minimum thresholds where the Vikings have to meet for him to accept the contract. And it, I I really don't think he, he cares too much. He trusts that they're going to get it done. He trusts they're going to take care of him. He trusts his agents are going to be in the same spot. And there's a lot of steam for this to get done by the weekend. And multiple players have been signed on a weekend extension. I know Adrian Peterson was back in, I believe 2011, right? Excuse me. The day before the season, Mm -hmm. um, I want to say, Ever- another one. I, w- yes. I want to say, Everson Griffin was as well. Um, he and Linval Joseph signed like extensions, I believe, at in, at the beginning of 2018. So, obviously, we're talking about a different regime. But when you take a look at everything encompassing, if you get Je- Jefferson extended now, it's great for the Vikings. Probably going to save you money. But when teams look at these contracts, average annual value is really fluky because Tyree kills is. Thirty million dollars. That last year's forty-five. So a lot of teams are viewing it as three for seventy-five. Devonte Adams, three for I think like seventy-eight. Like they're not close enough to thirty million with a true average annual value to where teams are like, well, you're not actually planning on paying these guys. They're just inflated numbers so the receivers can be like, hey, we got this. Well, you actually didn't, and that can really harm negotiations in itself. So I'm curious how all that's going to play out over the course of the next few days, and if they can get it together. Uh, I really hope they will. I believe that they will. I don't have any reason to believe that they won't get it done, but it's a contract negotiation. Literally anything can happen.
1: Now, Brian Porch did ask a good question. i got it up here. Did Bosa's contract affect JJ's contract?
2: Ah, good question, Brian. I actually wrote about that for Vikings Wire because I think (laughs) it could... It all depends on if one of Justin Jefferson's contract demands was, I want to be the highest paid non-quarterback in the national football league. If that's the case, then it's going to impact because he's got to get 34.01 million and 122.51 million fully guaranteed and a 50.01 million dollar signing bonus to be the number one for a non-quarterback. Even so if
1: he reduces the years,
2: it look, if he reduces the years, um, then then you're talking about different. I still think three years, 96 million. My prediction from middle of November is going to hold true because he's going to get a significant raise. He's also going to have a three-year deal, which means he's locked into Minnesota for five seasons, twenty twenty three through 2027. And at the age of 28 years old, he can strike again and get another big contract, same way Tyree Kill did, same way Devontae Adams did. And that means something here because being able to strike twice is really important for these guys when they have such a limited window to make money.
3: Right. right.
1: That's
2: and that where... was
3: going to
1: go I'm
2: ahead. Sorry, Justin. Got...
3: Well, I was just going to say, I was thinking that it was either going to be a three or a four year deal. And you pitched me the idea on two old bloggers of, well, what if we put it up to 40 million, but it was for a six year. And I said, I seriously doubt he wants to take six years because as Tyler just mentioned, that's the new thing in this league, particularly with wide receivers is don't put yourself past. Like for right now, like for example, Mike Evans, It's not happy with his contract. He's what, 29, 30 years old, and he still wants to get paid like he's 27. So the question I would throw out there is how firm do you think that he's going to be on three years, and are the Vikings going to be okay acquiescing to that? Because I imagine they'd want him to be signing a five-year deal like Nick Bosa did. I imagine that Justin would probably only want three. Are they going to stick to that? Are they going to meet in the middle? Because – to me, yeah, I'm willing to give him, a li- like you said uh, the other day, Dave, willing to give him a little bit more, 37, 38, if we're talking about a couple of extra years. But do we think that that's what's ultimately going to end up happening?
1: That that was my question. I If I think you pay, I think his contract goes up for the amount of years it goes into effect. And Bosa was five, right? So if JJ wants five, I think that it's a no-brainer. You pay him thirty-four oh one minimum. I'd say thirty-five, rounded up, on yearly average. Now, if you're the Vikings, you want to control him for a long time, then that's where the what I came in with of well, if you lock him up for six years beyond that, he does not get the opportunity for that second contract, but you're paying him for that second contract, thus the higher number now. And you get it, you know, that way it gives a team a whole bunch of flexibility throughout that time period. And you go, and yes, if he wants Bosa money or more than Bosa money, you got to take Bosa money, Bosa got five years, do three fifths of that. And then the average APY still has got to be more than the 34 million and three fifths of the guarantee plus a little bit, three fifths of the bonus plus a little bit all that and then i think you could still say i'm the highest paid non-qb at least for an apy version
2: the thing with highest paid is it doesn't necessarily mean who's actually getting the most cash it's about maneuvering the the contract and a lot of times it ends up being with not likely to be earned bonuses and that's what we saw with tj hawkinson it's a 66 million dollar four-year deal with $2.5 million in not likely to be earned bonuses. That means that whatever the bonus is, that player has not hit it. So if Hockinson has never reached 1,000 yards receiving, so if it has four bonuses of $500,000 for 1,000 yards receiving, those are all considered not likely to be earned because he's never hit those. If you have hit those, so Daniel Hunter had 10 and a half sacks last year. If you have a bonus of 10 sacks, that's likely to be earned. So that means it's automatically included in that year's salary cap. And if it's not likely to be earned, if it gets achieved, it impacts the next year's salary cap. So that's how you can fudge numbers in order to make it Oh, on the highest paid where when Kirk Cousins signed his original deal with the Vikings as a free agent. Nah, it was pretty straightforward. Three years, $84 million fully guaranteed. Highest paid contract in history. Yeah, it got usurped by Matt Ryan two weeks later, but we're going to ignore yeah. that part.
3: <laughs> well, that's uh, the thing about the Cousins contract. There have been plenty of quarterbacks that signed five-year deals where they had close to $84 million of it guaranteed, but none of those guarantees were in years four and five. So really, it's a three-year contract with two years of funny money behind it, but you still use that to calculate the average per year mm-hmm. to decipher who is the most paid. All that really matters at the end of the day is the guaranteed money that is the only thing that well and years but my point is is that dante culpepper had a hundred million dollar contract and i think he saw about 55 million of it but he signed a hundred million dollar contract back in the day
2: yes. well it was also 10 years too that that yeah. matters a little bit here as well right mm-hmm. so
1: uh, when do you think jj's
3: contract is going to hit
2: it's going to be the second not- I start watching college football on Saturday because, of course, it would be.
3: <laughs> the second we start school Fest, you know.
2: Listen, the, the wife is going to be at, at the Renaissance Festival. I'm going to be at home with the dogs, and you better believe I'm going to have four TVs rocking and rolling ready to go.
1: Hey, Renaissance Festivals are fun. We went to one
2: I love down love in Houston, one of the football.
1: biggest ones. It comes in October when it's cooler here. Uh, uh, Justin? Uh, yes, sir. You said you're going to be at
3: school Fest. What's school Fest? The inaugural Skull Fest will be happening this Saturday from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Northeast Palace in Minneapolis. No cover charge whatsoever. But you can register because we are giving away prizes all evening long. And the grand prize is a pair of tickets to the game on Sunday against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. It is a gathering of myself and about a half dozen other content creators. Most of them were going to be in town for the opener. We said, hey, let's get together somewhere and do a live show, which turned into Let's make it a festival, kind of like the Renaissance Festival. Uh, go to Eventbrite. <laughs> Does click that mean on Minneapolis? you can dress up? Oh, one of the contests that we're giving away prizes for is best dress. Now, <laughs> whose definition of best we're using? I am not sure. <laughs> Definitely not mine, but I digress. Go to Eventbrite. Type in Skullfest in Minneapolis. It is, again, the Northeast Palace of Minneapolis. If you can register, if you're planning on coming, one, it'll get you a drawing into the grand prize it'll just give us an idea for the owner of what kind of head count to expect but it's going to be a lot of Vikings fans we know at least two dozen members of the Viking World Order will be there Uh, like I said, myself and a bunch of other content creators it is going to be a blast we hope to make this an annual thing so if you're in town for the game, come on out
1: Mm -hmm. and a bunch of fans that are watching right now will be there as well, which is cool Tyler, you missed a question what's that? It was asked, "What are you drinking tonight?"
2: Oh boy, let me tell you. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I'm a basic bitch. And when you're fall hits, oh, oh yeah, you're old, Dave. You probably don't know this term. <laughs> um, so it everybody in, when fall hits, pretends that they love pumpkin spice and they want a pumpkin spice latte. Ugh. I love spice all year round and i i'm not afraid to admit it i'm obsessed with pumpkin spice this is from southern tier my favorite brewery it's out in new york it's called warlock it's a limited edition pumpkin uh stout and it is wonderful um they do a fantastic job if you've ever heard of pumpkin it's their imperial pumpkin ale which is arguably the best beer i've ever had and i figured you know what they did such a good job with that and i buy like three four packs at 15 bucks a pop every year I'll try the stout because it's a limited release fantastic I'm happy as hell and I don't know I don't know where half my koozies are half the time anyway so I just kind of grab one but I've got I've got a nice one this one looks like a baseball bat
1: mm-hmm. ah. and the Twinkies are supposedly doing well they're
2: they're, they, they, they're, they're finally starting to get
3: their stuff together yes
2: it's like a 17 game magic number at this point mm-hmm. that is correct
1: stouts are good dustin says he loves stouts yes i enjoy them too very much just
2: very smooth it's not not like harsh a lot of stouts can be harsh this is very smooth. (laughs) well yeah i've had plenty of stouts there are stouts that are really smooth like nitros are the best stouts because of how the nitrogen really impacts uh the malt but this is you get the flavor of the malt you get the pumpkin It goes down smooth. It's not overly heavy. It's really nice.
1: Best stouts are found in Great Britain, in Ireland, or anywhere there, where they're pumped out of a barrel with each squeeze of the bar handle. And a Guinness over there, for one, is an example. You can stand a spoon in. It's so thick. It's like liquid bread. It tastes nothing like the Guinness you can get here in the states, and it is absolutely fabulous. But I've had a ton of microbrew stouts that are just great, and I love a uh, stout that's been aged in a bourbon barrel and it has that flavor. It's just oh, wonderful. But a peanut butter stouts there. There's a ton of them. Justin, are you drinking anything?
3: Oh, I went really hardcore, and I've got me a nice iced coffee tonight because I've got a lot of cleaning of my house left to do for my daughter's birthday party tomorrow night. She's having a slumber party, and I said, okay, whatever you want, dearest. It's her birthday on Tuesday, so shout out to my daughter, Nora. Happy birthday to her. (laughs) I got a lot of cleanup work to do, so I'll save the beers for after my work is done because if I have some now, I might not get all my chores done. (laughs)
1: And people that have asked me, they asked before the game, or before the show, I'm drinking uh, Texas Tower. It's hard to see because of the lights. Vodka mixed with tonic.
2: Do you do a uh, refresh squeeze?
1: Yes, there is a lime in it. Lime juice.
3: And for the record, no, there will not be lutefisk served at the Northeast <laughs> Palace. It is a bar restaurant. It will have uh, appetizers, uh, house specials, burgers, uh, chicken, those sorts of things. Uh, no lutefisk uh, at this time, according to the online menu of the Northeast Palace. So take that. As they want to know. attract
1: customers, not
3: drive yeah. them away.
2: Uh, lutefisk is, is bad, but I will say Lefso is great. Lefsa is is
3: outstanding. No question about it. No question about it.
2: All
1: right. Now we're going to switch from the nice little chit-chat to get back towards the team. Here's the schedule. Now, we're not going to pick every single game. But what sort of strategies do the Vikings need to win the division?
3: I think in the first 7 games you have to hope you can get to 4 wins. You've got 3 of the final 4 parts. When I mean, you got all 4 on the schedule, but you got 3 out of the 4 in the first 7 weeks and in that 5th game against the Chargers, you've got another what I would consider top 5 quarterback. You got to get the Buccaneers. You you got to you can't say must win in week 1, but boy oh boy 0 oh, two is staring you in the face if you don't win this weekend. So you got to figure the Buccaneers, the Chargers, the Panthers, and the Bears. You've got to win those four games and hope you can steal one of the other two. I would think the most likely stealer would probably be the 49ers because, well, the Eagles is on the road and, well, the Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes. But get to four and three through the first seven games and you're in business. Three and four. It's not impossible to win a division at three and four, but then you're climbing an uphill battle so get to four and three in those first seven games and you'll be in good shape
1: I like harmsy there saying defense needs to force a lot of turnovers yes I agree with you harms Tyler what do you think the strategy is to start out well
2: get to a point at the end of the season uh, like uh- Uh, I think four and three is a really smart strategy. And then the middle of the schedule, it looks easy, but the saints are, are historically tough. They played us really tough last year. And everybody knows how much I love Chris Olave. And I think you, if you live in a betting state, you should be throwing money on him for offensive player of the year. Derek Carr loves to just pepper one guy with a lot of targets. And that's going to be Chris Olave. Um, But if you go into the buy, With eight wins, so that'd be eight and four. You are in a really good spot. If you're at seven and five, it's doable, but you're going to have to pretty much run the gauntlet because your last four games at Cincinnati, Christmas Eve at home against the Lions, New Year's Eve at home against the Packers, and then on the road against the Lions to finish the season. A lot of it's going to have to do with how the Lions are doing too. I Mm -hmm. don't think the Packers are going to be in contention for this division, but I also don't think they're going to be a dumpster fire. I think they're going to win seven or eight games. They're probably going to be around the same level as they were last season. Last season, they were just massively inconsistent. But the way the record shaped up at the end, I think that's what we're going to see from them. And then you got to run the gauntlet against the Lions because I think the Lions are here to play. I think they're they're quote unquote back kind of like Texas is every year. And Dave knows (laughs) how Texas.
1: (laughs) Hey, this town loves them. I got to give them that.
2: Oh, they make a lot of money for that town. Let me tell you. Oh, but yes, when, do. I look at, when I look at everything all encompassing as my my puppy is going to try and eat this charger, can't let her do that. Um <laughs> you got to get yourself into position by the time the end of the season rolls around, be in position for that playoff spot and that division title. I don't know I don't know what that plateau is going to be. I think you're going to have to have at least eight wins by the time that first Lions game comes around. But it, we don't know what the Lions are going to look like either, or the Packers. Like, we could pack 12 ourselves and just the division just beats each other up, where everybody's kind of in the same general area at the end of the year. Like, win the games you know you should, be competitive in the ones you probably shouldn't win, and figure out a way to pull out more wins you shouldn't than lose games that you should win. Mm hmm. I it's totally all jumble, but it's really hard to give in depth analysis in a general scale or, sorry, in an in depth scale on games in December because we have right, no content. We don't know. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. We're talking so, about picking games based on paper at the moment. So,
1: no, and it's, see, my dream for just this week, week one, you got to start with week one first is Detroit plays tonight and they lose. Right, which is quite possible. They're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. And out of the two Super Bowl teams, the one that I want to have the hangover is Philadelphia. So, Detroit loses tonight, hopefully. Then we go into Sunday. Sunday, we win. Right, We beat Tampa Bay, which on paper, we should do, which always scares me. And what <laughs> else scares me is that the team goes, yes, we're preparing hard for week one. The opener's great. Yes, it's that extra sense of juice. We've been preparing for it. It's great. We're all ready for it. I'm afraid they may be looking ahead to Thursday, next Thursday against the Eagles already and then may drop the ball. I hope that's not the case. I hope they come out on fire and just score, 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 score. Maximize that offense. We'll sit there and fall in love with not only Justin Jefferson doing his thing and being better this year than he's ever been, and TJ doing his thing from the start and looking better than he did last year. And then we get Jordan Addison just slithering through that defensive backfield and scoring touches and making catches with baby soft hands. and it's, Everything is just beautiful and wonderful, and the world is good. Then, the game right after, we have divisional matchup between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I, would, I would love Sorry. to see that end in a tie. <laughs> First tie of the season. And thus, the Vikings will lead the division from week one and go pole to pole and win the division. That's my dream. That's how I would like to see it. But our schedule will get tough because we do play the top four teams in the league from last year. So I hope to steal one of those. I'd like to steal two, but I'd like to steal at least one. The two is because we generally take a dump on some team we shouldn't lose to to make up for that. But I think... everybody does.
2: That at least once how the they last team, most
1: teams do Colts. Mm-hmm. most teams do so it's just i would i would love to see that and if they can get to the buy, and be on the upside not 500 not six and six but be seven and five eight and four preferably if they're eight and four by the bye I think we've got this pretty much wrapped up as long as we're not hurt and we're going strong and that offense is clicking. I think the key is going to be the offense clicking. Like I've said for Mm -hmm. months now, they need to score 30 points a game. I think they can score 30 points a game. And that's scoring five out of seven times, basically. So go do that and we're going to win a lot of games. and That doesn't include what our defense is going to do, and I look forward to improvement there. And as uh, I forgot who said, getting lots of turnovers on the defense will also help. Same for the special teams. And so we don't have to worry about Greg Joseph kicking a game-winning field goal (laughs) because we're up by two scores.
3: Wouldn't that be nice?
1: It would but that—that's—that's oh. that's what I'm looking for. Is there any particular game of the schedule that you guys have targeted? Now, Justin, yeah. you're in town; you can go see him. Tyler's in town; he can go see him. Is there one that you want to go see?
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I You're always fine. have wanted to go see a
3: game in Lambeau Field against the Packers. I mean, that's the that's the obvious one. If I could, I would right. love to see Patrick Mahomes. If I had to choose between those two, I would pick the Packers because I have a, I, I feel we have a better chance of winning that game. Um but yeah, I would say the Packers and the uh, and the Chiefs would be my top two.
1: Tyler, what are you hoping to see besides getting a credential oh. and being there in person on all of them?
2: Odie is barking like somebody just walked into my house. <laughs> is <this> your <laughs> wife? Do you need to no, check? No, the wife won't be home for an hour. Um, yeah, I might have to go check. Um, go check, but I'll see. All right, we'll the find. one one game that I'm looking forward to is I want to see the game against the Broncos. I want to see Justin Jefferson. against Patrick Sertan. I want to see how Sean Payton's going to impact Russell Wilson. And I think that we could have a really interesting game, um, especially being on the road. And I'll be. All
3: right. Well, to circle back to when we were talking about the schedule. I originally had them going 4-1 four, uh, four and one in that five-game stretch. And you really have to, and again, as Tyler said, it is on paper, and it's right now we don't know what teams are like. I think you've got to get the Packers game, you've got to get the Falcons, you've got to get the Bears, and you have to plan on at least splitting between the Saints and, and Denver. I originally said victory against the Saints and loss to the Broncos because it's a Sunday night football game on the road in, in Denver. Denver. You know, that's that's a, on paper. Are the Vikings better than the Broncos? Probably. Mm-hmm. But they are. When, you, when you consider all of those circumstances, yeah. You know, and unless you're a total homer, you're going to pick them to go 17 and 0. That's a game. That's a prime game where you say they they laid an egg on that. As far as my dream for week one. My dream is that we're up 42 to 10 starting the fourth quarter. And we can rest some of our guys to get them ready for the short week. Get Jaron Hall a few snaps in the uh, in the uh, fourth quarter. I know that would be next to impossible because he'd be the third quarterback. But you get my point. Okay. Blow this team out. Blow this team out. On- uh,
1: I don't know if they're – even though he's an emergency quarterback, I don't know if they could put him in. No, they Mons. couldn't
3: unless both of them got hurt. But um, with all that said, like like you said, get to 8-4 and four at the bye and – you would take that over door number two ten times out of ten.
2: Okay. The they they I believe they allow them to play in the fourth quarter, regardless of injury, for oh, garbage okay. time purposes. Nice. Cool.
1: Then that would work. Speaking of garbage time. What do you see as the overall end of the season pass run split? Last year it was what, sixty forty? Yeah. It sounds you about right. See
2: that about the same. Obviously, I think it's part
3: Pat. of a c- I think Go it'll ahead, be a Ty.
2: little heavier with the run. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's gonna be too different. That the one of the big things that it's not that they didn't run the ball last year, they didn't have success running the ball last year. So yep. that was one of the reasons why the split was as high as it was. Obviously we know passing is more efficient than running the football as a general whole. As far as game script in the NFL, if they know you're only going to pass the ball, it makes things harder for you to pass the ball. So running is therefore more important because it sets things up. And it's one thing that analytics hasn't necessarily nailed down yet is game script, play calling and trying to understand how X equates to Y and Z where running the ball really makes an impact with the passing game. Now, we understand that it makes an impact quantifying it with data can be a little trickier in this context. So when I look at it, I think you're probably looking at about a 57 to 53 split. And the reason why they went with Madison over Dalvin cook, Madison's not going to get you those big runs. He's going to have a lot less negative runs. That's the theory. And the less negative runs means more positive yards and having a second and 10 versus a second and seven are two very distinctly different things. Cause all of a sudden you have second and seven, and then maybe you get a third and four because you ran it on first and second down third and four is pretty manageable. And your playbook opens up a lot. And those things are why the Vikings are going to try and focus on running the football this year, because then it'll set up the passing attack, make things easier, especially in 12 personnel, because when you have 12 personnel, you've got two blocking tight ends. And you also have two pass catching weapons that can take advantage of a defender that really shouldn't be guarding them in the first place. An inside linebacker, an outside linebacker should not be guarding TJ Hawkinson. So, no. those things all equate to make a difference. And when you have all those things working together, that's when you have a really efficient, well oiled machine on offense.
3: Totally agree. I've said it a few times. Dalvin Cook, he's a great home run hitter, but he's like Jim Tomei at the end. Yeah. Once out of every four at-bats, Jim Tomey would hit a crushing moonshot home run. But two out of every four at-bats, he'd be striking out. Dalvin Cook, lots of zeros, ones, and negatives. And at the end of the year, if you all you do is look at his stats of how many yards he got and what his average per carry was, and you don't watch the season like we do, you don't see all those zeros and ones. You don't see all those negative threes. I just heard on uh, Purple Daily today with your guy, Judd, they I were 11th. Judd. They were 11th in the league in drives that ended in punts or turnovers, which is ridiculous considering that they were 8th in the league in scoring. <laughs> I mean, it, it's we talk about last year being such a contradiction of how many one-score victories and have. They were a contradiction in, within the offense just in and of themselves. It's like, how can you be have that many drives ending in zeroes? but still be a top 10 scoring offense. It's ridiculous. Wait, wait, wait.
2: Hold on. I want to make sure I understood you. They were 11th or 11th worst? 11th worst. Okay. That makes more sense. Uh, To kind of compile on that, the Vikings had 58, and I may be off by one or two, 58 three and outs last year. Yep. An astounding number. Astounding.
1: Right, and I was thinking it was like sixty one or sixty two or somewhere there. It, it means, but yes, it's it a lot. It was a mind blowing number.
2: And, and one of the what's reasons,
3: interesting? Oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry, I was about
1: to say one of the reasons our pass numbers were up so much, besides our coach Kevin O'Connell being a pass oriented oriented coach, being more efficient, wants to have that number on higher, was that we were behind in the fourth quarter trying to catch up. And when you're behind, you're going to pass more than you are going to run. That's why I was wondering if we're scoring from not only the first drive, but all the way through the first quarter, second quarter, into the third quarter, and we have a two-score lead, fourth quarter is going to be a whole lot of handoff, which is what we want because they're going to be trying to kill clock. Yes, I would love to stay aggressive and go up, keep, pouring the coals on the fire. Keep that you know pedal to the metal. Let's score more like a college team. But that's why I came up to what do you think the split was originally in the past run because I'd like to see the run a little higher just because we're ahead in the fourth quarter and we're killing clock.
3: Absolutely. But it would also work hand in hand with the style of defense you want to play. We can talk about Ed Donichell all we want and – you could do a whole show about how terrible he was. But what was interesting about the Vikings in the first quarter, their scripted plays on offense did very, very well. Their scripted plays on defense did very, very well. They got a lot of three and outs or or one first down and punts in the first parts of games until the opposite team figured out, okay, you know what? Uh, this guy's not covering the middle of the field at all. Let's take advantage of that. Part of the reason that defense by the end of the year wasn't so serendipitous with all of the clutch turnovers it got or the clutch stops it got is because they were worn down. Now, part of that was the defensive scheme, and part of that was the fact that the offense had a bucket load of three and outs. And so to the point of Alexander Madison and the running back by committee approach, it's not that you don't want a home run hitter. It's just at what cost is that home run hitting ability going to get you? Yes. He turned around three or four games. Dalvin cook that is last year, but you could also say it was part of the reason we were in those situations is because he wasn't very effective in some of those other runs. So the thought process is, you know what? I want a guy that's going to hit a lot of singles and doubles and is not going to strike out as much. And that is going to give us a better overall offense, a better overall efficiency, uh, uh, to be able to keep the defense off the field, to be able to score more points, to have at the very least a bigger time of possession.
1: Mm -hmm. Hey, I think that's, it all works. So, last question about the Vikings season as of right now. Do the Vikings win the division? Yes.
2: I would say yes, but I'm hesitant because I, I do believe in the Detroit lions. I don't believe in the other two teams in the division.
1: I'm old. I do not believe in the Detroit lions. I've seen this story way, way, way too many times.
2: You haven't seen it like this though. You haven't seen this kind of incremental growth and you haven't seen them really revamp the roster completely. And unlike other lions teams, Dave, because remember, I was alive the last time that the Lions won a playoff game, all right? <laughs> I remember Barry Sanders era. I in my formative years were watching coach after coach after coach after coach try and fail. What those Lions teams didn't have that this Lions team does, fortitude. They always play hard and even if they're blowing out, getting blown out, they're busting their asses and incremental consistent growth. I, I bought in on Dan Campbell. I've been bought in on Dan Campbell since uh, I don't know. It's been quite a few years. This team is ready to make a step. If this was the Baltimore Ravens, but Dan Campbell and all the players and coaches, but just a different name, I think you'd be singing a different tune. And to me, that speaks volumes on where they're actually at. And I'm not letting the the actual lion on the side of the helmet cloud by judgment here.
1: David Nelson says, these are not your grandparents, Detroit Lions.
2: No, those had Bobby Lane. Dave.
1: <laughs> I watched those back in the late 60s and 70s. And uh, heck, their coach was even my uh, offensive coordinator in high school. Their uh, quarterback was way back when. But I just I don't have the faith. They They start slow and then they bring it on and they give the lions fans hope. I've seen too many times when the lions fans have had hope just to be dashed. And until they get over that hump of winning the division, which hasn't happened in what, 30 years? I'm not I'm not buying. I'm still not buying. Nope, nope, nope. No.
3: I'll Uh, meet you guys halfway in the middle, which is apropos being that that's where I'm located on the screen, right? (laughs) No, I think the Vikings win this division. I think the Lions are going to have an opportunity to squeak in the playoffs as a wild card. So I think that too. I will say this to counter your point, though, Tyler, the Vikings in 2020 started off one and five. That was that terrible start into the bye week, came out at a great game against Green Bay, End up finishing the season six and four for a total of seven and nine. And we thought to ourselves, kind of the same things. Okay, we started off slow, but we started to figure some things out. We're coming back uh, stronger again next year, all those good things. And the Vikings proceeded to go eight and nine the next season. Now, again, to your point, the Lions have been ascending for the last couple of years starting with that victory against the Vikings, which was their first of the season, by the way, on that last second touchdown uh, uh, by Jerichoff. I get some of the Lions hype. I do. And I think they are a team that, yes, is still growing. But for them to be the odds-on favorite to win this division when they haven't proven anything yet with where the Vikings are, and I know the Vikings do have a lot of questions, but – (laughs) <laughs> there you go, Northwest. Um, He's right. So I, 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 I think the Vikings win this division, and I think the, the Lions are going to be in contention for a wild-card spot.
1: And, and that's the way it should be. And I hope uh, we see improvement from the Bears, but they aren't quite there, and we see Green Bay fall flat on its face, but at least win six, seven, eight games so they're not drafting first. That's my dream scenario.
3: Yeah, I have the Packers at six wins, just enough to get out of the Caleb Williams derby. Uh excuse me, Caleb Evans. I beg your pardon. But just enough to be mediocre. That 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 that's mm-hmm. good. Six wins. Six wins would be a just, great start for Jordan Love. That'd well, be great. I'm to say, make
1: it hard enough that they're going. Uh, should we get rid of him? Or no, we should keep him. There's promise there. I want him to mm-hmm. be on that fence that we should keep him, and, and then he fails. But all right, now time to switch tacks in the show. I'm going to start with Justin, as soon as I find it in the slide.
2: What a high-quality production this is, Dave. I'm impressed. He's an intermission music. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm snarky tonight. This is what you get when you make me do three shows in a week, man. (laughs) (laughs) Quit your wine in three. I'm on every night,
1: or just about. All right. There you see one of the beautiful album, most beautiful album covers ever. Tell us about your show, Justin, and how it fits in the Vikings First and Skull family.
3: Well, I do a live show on Monday night at 8 o'clock, although during the season it might move to 8.15, depending on how the Monday night football game is going. I might go, I might go live at the two minute warning or something like that. I don't know, but in all seriousness around eight, eight, 15 Monday night live show, just me. Occasionally I have other content creators on. Sometimes I have rap. Sometimes I'll have you, Dave, if you're available, I know you'll be wrapping up the Monday night show. You guys do Tuesday night, six 30 to seven 30. I do a simulcast with Minnesota sports talk Sundays do a live around 11 pregame show. And at 8 PM, post-game show. I'll occasionally join you guys on the actual Vikings versus Gold 2-minute warning show. Not every week, but some weeks. And then I drop episodes throughout the week. Uh, I dropped a short on uh, uh, the signing this morning. If you haven't already seen, shameless plug, episode 2 of The Optimist versus The Pessimist premiered yesterday where I quickly repicked the schedule again. Spoiler alert. Uh, They had a fun time arguing with each other, as they always do. Uh, but I also then, of course, will uh, get you a couple of podcasts a week. You crack the whip, crack the whip on me every, every time you join my chat. Hey, where's that podcast you promised me? But uh, <laughs> two a week is uh, what we're shooting for. And Midweek
1: musings, and I put thoughts up there, but we don't have a title for the second
3: one. Yeah, we got to come up with a title for uh, what 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 what'll be on the podcast feed Saturday. So. Uh, having said that, it's been fun. I appreciate that you guys have allowed me to uh, sit in here with you both on these lives as well as get me on your podcast feed. So that is uh, the scoop. In fact, uh, I, I'm trying to remember who we had on the Tuesday night show. Oh, that's right. It was you, Dave, on the Tuesday night show this past week. And in fact, Tyler, I think, was our second guest that we ever had. We started doing it uh, last October, so we've had Tyler on that show as well. Uh, so we on the Tuesday night show, just for some context there. Sometimes it's other Vikings content creators. Sometimes it's former Vikings. We've had Paul Krause. We've had the spin doctor, George Foreman, a couple times. We've had Greg Coleman on with us. And sometimes it's content creators for uh, the Vikings opponent that week. I believe next Tuesday we're going to have a Philly content creator on with us who we did a show with this summer and who was a really, really nice dude. And so that's going to be fun. So that's the quick synopsis. So if you don't already subscribe to me, ladies and gentlemen, Purple and Gold for Days, come on down pretty please. Pretty pleased.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, but that's not the only show on the Vikings First and Skull Network. We have one of the founders' shows.
2: Tell us about it, Tyler. Easy. I'm the I'm the coolest guy in the world. No, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm just extra snarky night. No, a uh, real Forno show every Monday and Wednesday night at six p.m. Um, and we're going to be talking Minnesota Vikings every single time. And we're also going to be talking NFL draft because. While it may not be relevant for everybody every single day of the year, it is relevant because you can keep tabs on these draft prospects throughout the year. And by the time all you want to do is focus on the draft, you already have a good background. So that's our job is to try and educate a little bit at a time. And I also do purple daily on draft for score North for that exact reason. And Dave and I are going to be uh, probably doing more than just Monday and Wednesday shows here moving forward. Special guests, um, breaking news. Depending on how my dogs are, because they've been a big pain in my <laughs> butt here tonight. As you can see, I barely looked at the camera throughout the entire course of the show. But that's what happens when you have two French bulldogs. Like they are, uh, they are wonderful, but a pain in my butt. So every Monday and Wednesday night, we have a great group of people that watch the show regularly and are very active in the comments and. We we have a really good time. Have uh, Sit back, throw it on your TV, have a couple beers, relax, enjoy some uh, in-depth analysis on the Vikings, more so than a lot of other podcasts and shows you'll find, because we don't have to focus on X, Y, and Z, and we don't have to answer to anybody. We answer to ourselves to see if, hey, did we give a good analysis? And do, do we do a good job on this show? The answer is yes. Yeah, we're doing our job right. And we're going to keep doing it. If the answer is no, we're going to fix it. So um, Real mm-hmm. Forno Show is going to be a huge, huge production over the course of the next six to eight months and through the NFL draft, in my worth, is a in has a nice little joke, hardcore pornography. Um, I can't wait how many time i have heard that in my life. Um, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that, but it's, it's going to be worth it if you love football.
3: And you're going to get honest opinions, okay? You're not always going to hear what you want to hear because we like to give objective and honest opinions. That's one of the things that you've always said, Tyler, and it's one of the things that I model myself on. It's just like, you know what? I'm not going to ducky and bunny it. I'm going to cause it as I see it. And it's okay if you disagree. In fact, we don't mind if you disagree, and if you have a retort to something we said, feel free to leave it in the comments respectfully, we don't need troll jobs around here. We got enough of that from other fan bases. But you, one thing you can guarantee yourself on, on Vikings versus Gold and Purple and Gold for days, is that you're going to get an honest reaction.
1: Mm-hmm. Dan, when were you up at Grand Forks? And when did you move to Texas? Anyways, all right, the next show to feature that we do it's two old bloggers, me and Darren Campbell. Over two decades apiece commenting publicly on your Minnesota Vikings, and we go over what's happened in Vikings land, which is my term to encompass all the creators, all the fans, everything that happens in Vikings land from the team to outside, what's going on, how it interacts, and we have two old bloggers every week. We are now back to our normal season schedule, which means Saturday at 4 That's right, Saturday at 4. It's a combination of what happened during the week. We have three themes, as usual. First two themes we'll hit up on, most likely like this one, contract extensions. Hopefully, we'll have the JJ one by then. Second one will be whatever. And then the third one will be a breakdown of the game. So, we'll be looking at the Vikings versus Tampa Bay. Normally, I have a bunch of real pretty slides that gives you all sorts of fancy numbers and stats. We're not going to have that because they don't build up until about three or four weeks into the season. I will show you what they look like. We will compare things like uh, rushing and passing and things like that, generic you know, box score numbers, and then we'll go in a little bit deeper into DVOA and PFF stuff as well and look to try to compare the teams. And unlike most hosts that go, this, they have this offense and this offense. Well, the offense doesn't play the offense. The offense plays the defense, and the defense goes against the offense. So I mix them up so you can see the offense versus the defense and the defense versus the offense when it comes to pregame. So you can make a better judgment of what it is. Now, however, generally, the team with the better quarterback wins the game. That's a general rule in football. Probably take it 80% of the time. That's how it's going to end up. And we all know this weekend, that's Kirk Cousins over Baker Mayfield. So, but join me Saturday. And unfortunately, it's just me. Because Darren is flying back to Alberta right now. He's in the air. Talked to him earlier today. And then tomorrow, he's hopping in his family mobile and I picture, you know, the big station wagon type deal. I'm sure it's not, but that's what I picture. And he's got an 11-hour drive from Alberta up to Yellowknife. He will be returning for the home for the first time in about three or four weeks. And he's going to check on everything up there. The fires that were threatening the city have diminished. There's still a huge one to the southeast. But they're going to go back up, make sure everything's right. He will be joining us for the post-game show, which I'll get to later. Um, but we're here every week, two old bloggers, we're the cranky old dudes, if you want to talk it, but we're going to give you, you know, decades of wisdom, like don't bet on the lions because they're the lions. Anyways, <laughs> that's
2: two old bloggers. If we only start also- actually followed that knowledge, that's not how betting works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have... On a podcast side, you know, we're partnered with Fans First Sports Network, which you see their logo in the bottom right-hand corner. Fans First Sports Network, we do our podcast. That's where Justin's podcast goes. That's where our podcasts go, whether it be the Real Forno show the day after usually or the night of, whatever it is, the podcasts go on there and you hit your, what, your favorite aggregator. They're on all of them. And if they're not on one that you use, let me know. We'll get it at it. But they're on virtually all of them. We started. We started this last week. We did a preview show with all the teams in the NFC North. And if you remember, on the first show, I had a trash can up there for the Packers. One, <laughs> well, they've since decided on a name, and now they have that, which is Love and the Leapers. I
2: huh? Love
1: and the Leapers.
2: Yeah, Jordan Love and the Lambo Leap. Wow. Oh, I got it.
3: I'm just saying. Uh, give uh-huh. that one a 10 for originality. Holy uh,
2: I'd give
1: him a six-pack of Bud Light, and that's how I feel about that one. So, <laughs> um, But if you're into that sort of thing, that's fine. I have no problem, but that's what it is. But anyways, we had a great time. We will be going once a week where we'll hit everything across the division, and I guarantee we'll be cordial for at least 30 seconds with each other <laughs> and, and all bets are off so um uh, yes norsevious when i got the order to do the logo and i've done most of the logos over at fans first sports network by the way i originally put lepers on there and nobody appreciate <laughs> they didn't appreciate the trash can however most everybody laughed but they didn't appreciate the lepers either i thought it was true I hey now, also coming up this season, scrolling with friends, this will happen when there's a fans first sports network team representative that wants to talk, basically do a preview of the game, right? If the Buccaneers have one, and unfortunately, the Buccaneers is one of six teams that do not, Um, they're, they're trying to get to all 32 teams. They're six teams short right now. Um, Buccaneers does not one, but say there was a Buccaneers one, and he wanted to talk during a game or talk about the game, we would do schooling with friends. And I'd pick one of our hosts or myself and we'd chat with that individual, whoever that is, and they'd tell us how great Baker Mayfield is, and this is wonderful, and this is great and what to expect during a game, and we'd tell them they're full of crap and this is what to expect and what reality should be. And we'd have one of those type of Shows. You've heard them all over the place. Everybody does one. A lot of people call them talking with the enemy. I don't have any enemies. I have friends. Now, whether they're good friends or not, that's a different story, but we're going to call it sculling with friends. Then comes the Vikings Daily Opener, which a lot of you got used to almost daily, where I was talking about the news the last 24 hours. I got most of it from Vikings Wire, Tyler's Own, and his stable of writers. Now, we have our own stable of writers at Fans First Sports Network that Tyler and I are managing editors of, and we're trying to mentor those guys into writing more, and you see more and more stuff from them. All you got to do is go over to Fans First Sports Network, hit NFL, hit Vikings, and boom. There you've got it. Absolutely beautiful stuff. It's all there. Now, I have been lacking the last couple of weeks on the Vikings daily opener, because I'm busy trying to knock out some more logos for FFSN. And plus we will at least have one show a day on the podcast side. So I've, I've got you covered that way. So, but the daily openers there, I will hop on whenever I feel out of the time and we'll go over stuff that whatever we're talking about, you know, whatever's on your mind, you know, that the Vikings fans are talking about for that week. And it might be in the news or it might be, you know, a topic like, "Hey, does the uh, Bosa deal affect JJ's contract?" We might break up. It doesn't matter what it is; it'll it'll pop up. So we'll see.
3: You then, might want to crack the whip on yourself instead of me all the time,
1: <laughs> baby. <laughs> but uh, but yes, that's what we have, and. The other live show on YouTube, and this will be the first time you get to see the album art, live at the two-minute warning. And that's when we go live. Vikings first in school, live at the two-minute warning. We will go live at the two-minute warning of every game starting on Sunday. You can come here, join us, watch. You get to hear me call the plays. As Kirk Cousins drops back, Justin Jefferson streaking down the left sideline. Kirk Cousins launches one. Touchdown. Vikings win. Vikings win. And we'll go on for there, get our normal reactions. There'll be all of our hosts in and out. We have Tyler will be in. Justin will hop in on a few weeks. Darren should be there. I'll be there. And we have another individual that we're onboarding now who happens to be in the chat. And he's coming over from CTP last year over to our side, over to the light. And that's Jonas Stark from Germany. He gives great opinion. He will be joining us. Plus, when he's watching, he doesn't have a delay, and he doesn't have to stream it like we do. He gets it live and a lot faster, so it sometimes helps. But he's got great takes, and we look forward to Jonas joining us on the post-game show as well. And
2: that streaming fact is why I will not join live, (laughs) and I will not join until the game is over. Well, I enjoy when the game's over. That's fine. I'm not going to get spoiled. I'm sorry. I, I I have to be able to at, react in real time and not know what's coming. Ah, uh, no, doesn't bother
3: me. Aren't you watching on the uh, network feed anyway or the uh, broadcast feed anyway?
2: No, I have uh, I have Fubo, um, so uh, it is there is a slight delay.
1: Uh, 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 and I've yeah. got the YouTube one this year, and hopefully it doesn't crash.
2: So I've we'll been unwilling to pay for cable. May, uh, well, USA Today, I get Fubo for free, so I. I well, no.
3: Side note to the audience: typically, the show goes for about an hour, unless it's the Buffalo Bill game, which went for about an hour and forty minutes because they did go live. Uh, compatriot Matt was at that game, and uh, it was. I actually was looking back just a couple of days ago, and I found it again, and I was just like seeing you guys's reaction to the Justin Jefferson catch the Eric Hendricks fumble recovery for a touchdown. And then of course the Patrick Peterson ending was, was outstanding. So yes, come on down, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you that I'll be there for all the primetime games. As far as the regular Sunday games, it'll kind of depend on my schedule uh, from that standpoint, but I'm really looking forward to this. I was just going to ask you if the Jonas that was in the chat was the Jonas that will be That's joining. That's the Jonas. So, uh, Jonas, good to meet you. I look forward to uh, doing some post games with you there. Uh, shout out to Jonas. It's going to be fun.
1: Now, um, and there he answers without delay at a Vikings game on TV in Germany. Yep. So, we'll find out. Now, I have one last update. Everybody's been
3: asking. Yeah, I was going to ask. Thank you.
1: Miss Mary, I've talked to her today. She is not doing well whatsoever. On top of her issues that brought her to the hospital last week, and she got home, things were stable. She's now got a bad case of COVID.
2: And uh, she's struggling. Dave, hey, throw it to the two-panel screen for me, will you? Yeah, that'd be great. This one? Yeah. Eclair. Get get Miss Mary a little shot of Eclair.
1: And I'm she sure doesn't she'll like be watching
2: later. But she'll like that. Odie's down on the floor. I ain't picking him up. It it, it would take me five minutes to get him.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, but she could still use your thoughts and prayers very, very much so. Dave L asks, how do you get Vikings Wire?
2: Oh, kind of this bored, is a great like question. VikingsWire.usatoday.com. And there is a portion on the site if you scroll down where you can actually sign up for the newsletter so everything gets delivered to your inbox. I recommend that option to just make it easier. Otherwise, check it out multiple times per day because I usually I'm am an absolute sicko. I post six to twenty pieces a day just because I'm I'm disgusting and I have a problem. So. <laughs> six
3: to twenty, pretty big range of outcomes. Jeez,
2: yeah, yeah. but more than one is a big thing.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. It, it depends.
2: It really depends on the day and how much one I have to write about and two how much like breaking news stuff. There's like I think on the three days of the NFL draft we did 90. Like if -hmm. there's stuff to write about we go 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 go. And we have a plan in place and we attack.
1: Well folks that's it. I hope you're excited about the Viking season. I do hope That you're excited about what Vikings First and Skull is going to bring to you this season. You know, when we split and SB Nation fired everybody and we split and we started our own network. We appreciate you. We've grown great leaps and bounds. We passed the thousand mark quite a while ago, or what, last week? Week before. And now we're zooming in on twelve hundred subscribers. Like I said, share, like, subscribe, share, share with your friends, share with your enemies, share. Let's grow this family that is Vikings land, and I want to thank you for being here. Any last words, Tyler?
2: Dude, the game kicks off in like three minutes. I got to go. That's
1: why we need to go. (laughs) Justin, any last
3: words? Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate everybody in the chat. So much love shouting out already for Mary. Mary, if you're watching back, we're thinking of you, praying for you. Love you. Can't wait till you're back full force because we know you will be. But take care of yourself in all seriousness. And everybody, like I said, go to my page, purple and gold for days. Leave comments on the videos, too, whether you agree with them or not. You can leave us a comment because that helps the aggregator a little bit. And it shows us, hey, you know what? This person made a good point that we didn't think about. So by all means, please feel free to like and comment. And as always, subscribe. And as always, the last thing I always say before at the end of each episode I do is scroll to the next episode. Dave, what do we say?
1: Well, first We're off, Tyler. go yeah. enjoy some football, real football tonight. And what do we say, guys?
3: Skull Vikings. Let's go to the next episode.
1: Skull Vikings! Thanks for watching Vikings First and Skull. Please like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and share this episode with your friends and even your enemies. We'd love it. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network. And we appreciate each and every one of you. Skull,
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This has been a Vikings first in skull and fans first
1: sports network production.